and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. This is Kevin Folger, and I want to welcome you today to Labors in the Harvest podcast, and we're excited about the fact uh, that you've joined us today for this edition. And we're starting a new conversation today, and it's a great privilege of mine to introduce you to a man who and his wife who have been instrumental in my life for many, many years. Uh, This is a first for Labors in the Harvest. It's the first time that we're having a conversation with someone who has not been in full-time ministry, but has uh, loved the Lord and served the Lord very faithfully in the local church. And my guest today is Brother Lou Engel, and uh, Brother Lou was a third grade Sunday school teacher at the Cleveland Baptist Church when I was a little boy, taught me in third grade, and then I believe he taught all three of my sons in third grade, and has been a faithful man, just recently celebrated his 90th birthday. And so we want to welcome Brother Lou Engel to Labors in the Harvest podcast. Brother Engel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm well, glad to be here. Well, we want to have a conversation about your life and, your, and how God has worked in your life. So let's start kind of in the beginning. Uh, Were you born here in Cleveland, Ohio? Where were you born? Yes, I was a native of Cleveland, Ohio. I was born at 3216 Chatham Avenue in a house. Okay, Chatham Avenue, that's uh, kind of inner city Cleveland now, isn't it? Yes, it it is. Yeah, okay. So you're born at home? Yes. Is that correct? Okay. And how about your family heritage? What's the background of the Ingle family? The background of my family were all Catholics. Uh And... The, some of the people went to church, and my mom and dad never went to church. My dad was kind of like an alcoholic and everything, so I came out of a kind of a little rough home. That was the beginning of my life. So you're, you're like your ancestors. Where did they come from? My, my dad was born in Hungary, Hungary and came to Ellis Island when okay. he was four years old. Really? Okay. All right. And then he end, ended up here in the greater Cleveland area at a point. Yes. And then was your mother from Hungary as well, or where was she from? No, my mother, I don't know where she's from, but she, her last name was Eichenberger in German. My ah, dad was okay. Hungarian. Okay. And, but they got married some time ago, so I don't know all the, the parts of it. Well, that. I understand that. So you're raised in this um, nominal Catholic family. Yes. But you became a pretty hardcore Catholic, is that correct? Very hard. In fact, when I was younger, I wanted to be an altar boy. Mm. You know, to wear all the garb that they put on. But I couldn't remember all the Latin words, and so I couldn't make it. Ah. Then later on, I thought, well, maybe I'll be a priest. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought about that for a while, and being a little boy, and then I thought, oh, maybe I'll be a jockey on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> 
then that didn't come to pass either, and I'm glad the other one did too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So obviously, because your parents didn't go to church, what brought you to a point that you thought, you know, I want to be involved in the Catholic Church? Well, they didn't go to church, but they always sent us oh, okay. to a Catholic right. church. Okay. So that was a natural thing me to, to do it, to walk mm-hmm. into this type of atmosphere, which is statues and pictures and candles and all the glamour of, of maybe of a religion, uh, thinking God is in all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I never gave it a thought because I was taught that way. I had sure. confessional boots that I could go confess my sins to and come out and do my penance that I had to do. And, and one time I remember they said, if I would say, my Jesus mercy... I could get 300 days out of purgatory, which they invented. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, man, I could sit there 300, 3, 6, 9, 12. Man, I might not even have to go to purgatory (laughs) 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 if if that's the case. But anyway, being raised up in in a Catholic church and being around all my friends, they were all Catholic, I I didn't think anything about it Mm -hmm. until... uh, Lois and I, after we were married all these many years, it started to kind of be a little bit hard on each other. It was hard because she was of a different faith. She was a Methodist, is that correct? Oh, my wife was, when we were together, you know, like my wife, she she didn't drink, she didn't smoke, she didn't cuss like we did, and her, her her morals were so high and everything, and she didn't participate in what we would like to do and everything. And eventually we did get married, but in her church at that particular time, they did not tell her that it was not right to marry not a, a non-Christian. Mm-hmm. But we did get married because we did fall in love, and, and their first 10 years of our marriage started out that we were a little bit of a lot of conflict because of the two religions. And that came based primarily based on the fact that you had a couple of children, is that correct? That that's correct. Yeah. Because because of these children and, and in a sense I, I said, Well just that's okay if she can raise them her Methodist it didn't really bother me that way. And, mm-hmm. and that's when I thought I could go back and talk to this uh priest and say, Well maybe things have changed within the last 10 years. So this was like 10 years after your marriage, you decided you wanted to go back to the Roman Catholic Church. Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, because okay. I wanted to receive the sacraments because I was excommunicated because I got married outside of the church. Ah, okay, That's the reason for it. And when I did uh, go to this priest and talk to him, he told me, he says, well, he says, I'll tell you what. He says, any children that you have born in the future will definitely be raised Catholic. And he says, I'll tell you what. Now, the children that you now have, will, well, we'll just disregard those children. And, and, uh, and I, I listened to him. I paused there for a minute. I says, wait a minute. What did you say? He says, what do, what do you mean, what did I say? I says, did you just say that you're going to disregard my children? And I said a whole lot of bad things, and I wanted to punch him right in the nose. And I left that church frustrated and angry and said, well, I'll never come back to Cleveland Baptist to this particular church, the Catholic church, again in my whole life. And praise the Lord, that's what got me started. (laughs) (laughs) So God used some affliction and some difficulty in your life with 
your former faith, yes. your former religion, to stir something inside of you to find something that was yes, genuine. different, yes. Okay. All right, so let's talk a little bit about that journey. So you uh, get frustrated with the Catholic Church, and your wife is attending another church in this area? And yeah, she was attending another church in, in the area, and I decided to go with her one time. And when this happened, I decided, well, I'll go with her. And the Catholic Church is so ingrounded in me ever since I've been a little kid. I, when I heard them say something about it, I got so mad and I said something wrong and I embarrassed my wife and we walked out of that church. And I was still seeking and still wondering. So uh, let me interrupt you for just a minute. So yes. the pastor at this church that you attended made a derogatory mark, remark about the Catholic Church and it, it, it offended you, is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so when you say you were offended and you walked out, do you think maybe there was a little bit of conviction in, in that as well? Exactly. Okay. All right. Very good. So you, did you go back to that church? You know, I did. <laughs> and not to, make, to think about it, but I, it was like an encore of what happened before. Ah. And so at, because of that, uh, we finally wound up going to another church. Mm-hmm. And that church was in, in progress and everything and teaching, but there was a little conflict among the deacons and stuff. And there was a man in there my name, Mike Sauce, that knew that I was a Catholic because of our conversation. And after church, he wanted to talk to me. And he says, Could, can I come over to your house and read the Bible? And I said, no. <laughs> and he says, well, okay. And he came over anyway. <laughs> you talk about, you know, yeah. con- uh, someone really trying to get Persistent, you. yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so he did come over and he did read some Bible to me. And I thought that was amazing. A man is so dedicated to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So eventually he says, you know, Lou, he says, uh, there's a Cleveland Baptist Church over on Teterman Road. I, so I went there. It's really nice. I want you to go there and and try this church out. So I went there, and boy, it was really different. The preaching was amazing. And being a Catholic, it was no statues around, and no scapulars, no rosaries, no holy water, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I wasn't used to this. But then as I kept going back once in a while with my wife, Lois, we, we started to get acquainted with people. And eventually, she winds up in the nursery she was brand new there, and someone asked my wife to, to be in the baby nursery temporarily, and that wound up to be 42 years. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, on a Wednesday, hearing the gospel, I went forward and got saved. Okay, and that was in what year? 1964. 1964. So Cleveland Baptist Church at that point had only been about six years old, and uh, it was in the current on the current property where the church is located, but it was in the first auditorium that the church yes. had constructed there. Okay, so you got you'd have been what we call early core members of the Cleveland Baptist Church. So you got saved, and how long did it take you to get baptized? I didn't get baptized right away, but I can't remember. When. Okay, okay, but, but I did get shortly baptized. thereafter. Yes. Or, okay, it wasn't a long time. So yes. So what about you know? Obviously, we we understand the the difference between you know being a biblical Christian. And then, obviously, a traditional Christian, which is what we would call our Christian or traditional religion, which would be called Catholicism. Yes. 
So you saw some great differences when you walked through the doors and you saw a real vibrant faith. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And they used a Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not not a catechism, not a missal. Right. Not not what not a prayer book that people just pray from the book, but from their heart. Okay. So w- there was a young preacher there who was the founding pastor of Cleveland Baptist. His name was Roy Thompson, and uh, of course, Brother Thompson was known for being quite. Uh, you know, quite a gospel preacher, yeah. but he also would go after sometimes the Roman Catholic religion. So did that happen before you were saved? Did you ever hear him say anything uh, against the Roman Catholic Church? No, I didn't hear him say that, Okay, but, but it was just the gospel. Okay, all right. But, so there was the gospel message. You heard a straight gospel. Yes. God used it. God had used all these circumstances in your life to prepare you for the yes. moment of, of, of salvation. Exactly. Well, that's wonderful. So uh, that just began then, obviously, the journey of, you know, of your, your walk with the Lord and your service to the Lord. As you mentioned, your wife, uh, Lois, um, you guys have been married how long? 68 years. 68 years. And uh, she was very instrumental in your life, bringing you to the Lord because very, of her, because yes, of her, the, her walk. Yeah. So when, uh, there was a time when, when you wouldn't go to church with her and she ended up walking to church. Is that correct? She just to go, yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, that shows her, her consecration and dedication. Oh. She's sitting in the room as we're listen, listening, and I'm going to ask you a question. Did you take the little girls with you when you went to, to church? Yes, I did. Okay, took the daughters and left Brother Engel at home. <laughs> did you sit around and stew while they were gone, or were you, you just no, glad? I, I didn't you, really think anything about it. Okay, really. yes. Yeah. I just. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't thinking about it because right. I was still seeking and yeah. still yeah. the Lord was still working on. God my heart. was using all of that in your heart and your life. Yeah, yes. that, that's wonderful. Okay, well, we're going to. Uh, I want to ask you. Uh, uh, you became a businessman. Um, you were involved in, uh, I think, in uh, like kind of a technical type of thing with um, with welding products. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Was that most of your career? Was that? Well, uh, I didn't have a good education at the time because of the home life that I came in and didn't care anything about school. And I started out in, in the shipping department and worked up to various things and up to uh, office manager running the whole plant. Mm-hmm. And I did that in about, uh, let's see, I had 30, yeah, 32 years that for me to do that, mm-hmm. and that's where I finally wound up. But it was a good career, and and during that time, I did get saved, and God was blessing my life and and helping me along with my job and everything. And my wife also, being mm-hmm. a teacher, sure. she also helped me many times. Mm-hmm. So it was very encouraging that uh, to have a, a woman of this nature. To, to be there to teach me, to guide me. So she was there doing it also with her life being a Christian woman. Right. So it was a gradual thing, but a great. Well, let's talk a little bit about the importance of the church, obviously, in your life. So you got saved. Uh, how old were you when, you when you became a Christian? 32 years Th- 32. old. 32, okay. So at 32 years of age, you come, you get born again, coming out of Roman Catholicism. There's a growing process, of course. You, we have to grow. We get saved, and then we grow in, in right. our faith. How long after you got saved did you start teaching Sunday school? Well, it was a good while, but then uh, there was a man in the church, uh, Homer Schrock was his name, and he uh, 
came up to me and says, Lou, I want you to maybe help out in the Sunday school department because Mr. I won't say his name, is having problem with mm -hmm. the children and mm -hmm. he can't handle them. Mm -hmm. And I want you to be the bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the way, correct way to go about mm -hmm. it later mm -hmm. on as I learned. Because as I got into the church and I started hearing all these different stories that were being taught, I never heard of them. Mm -hmm. These are all Bible stories. Mm -hmm. And eventually being in that department and, and hearing the Word of God and... and uh, constantly hearing the Word of God, they said one day, would you like to teach? And I says, well, I'll try. And they said, well, we got some real young people. You can go up there and give them a little story. Did you hear any stories? Oh, I think I know one. I says, I'm talking about maybe Jonah and, and, uh, and the whale. Maybe that would be real good to get there. And so I got up and I was really nervous and I was sweating and everything. And I gave the story. And after it was all over, the teachers, <laughs> they, they came up to me and said, Mr. Engel, we never heard it said that before. <laughs> I remember that. And, and as, I, as I started to learn more and more about the Bible, and they said, well, they'd like for me to teach and everything like that, mm -hmm. I said, well, I said, these kids know more than I do because mm -hmm. I've never heard these stories before. And so we got a program that we had to study before we taught. So I had to read the program and then teach it. Read the program and teach it. It was almost like a self-taught sure, teacher. Sure. Yeah. And as I went along, being from a, a, a bad home and everything, we were getting all these kids coming in on a bus and, and all the times like that. And some of them couldn't come. And, so I got in my car. I brought the, my wife to church and I went out and brought the kids in. Yeah, that's something. Well, let's wrap up our conversation here yeah. today. And uh, again, we want to thank our listeners for being a part of today's Labor and Harvest podcast. We hope that you come back next week when we pick up our conversation with uh, Brother Lou Engel, who's uh, been a faithful man at the Cleveland Baptist Church uh, for, for many years, um, actually working on being close to uh, 60 years now. And uh, so we're very grateful for his uh, faithfulness. And we want you to listen to our conversation as we pick it up again next week. We hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest. <laughs>